Hi, welcome to Salt and Burn This. I'm Sammy. And I'm Valerie. And this is our Supernatural Rewatch podcast. Each week, we're going to break down an episode in order with lots of details, so nothing's left out. (laughs) And we throw in some personal nuggets and stories and research to mix it up just a little bit. Because not only are we fans of the show, but like Sam and Dean, we've also had our fill of road trips. Yeah, but for theater, not for hunting ghosts and demons. And not in a super sexy muscle car. Anyway, shall we? We shall. Okay, everyone, we have a special guest with us today. I'm very excited. I mentioned him last time. It's my friend, Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Hey, guys. Hey. Hi, Charlie. Thanks for me. I wish we had one of those like sound cue buttons, like cue the applause. Uh, yeah. you know, it's like, Yay! Maybe if I remember, I'll insert one <laughs> oh, afterward. Because there was a lag, so we're good. So, <laughs> um, so I know Charlie from ye olden days of high school. Mm-hmm. Just yesterday. Yes. Uh, but then there were like many years, right, where I don't know, didn't, didn't yeah. talk to you at all and then you hopped up into social media media and you were like hey friend and i was like yes i'm on board with this <laughs> i mean thank god for facebook i think that's what everybody yeah. says right so uh-huh absolutely yeah, yeah nothing bad to say about facebook what's not a word oh my gosh so you guys went to the same high school yes in kansas. in kansas in kansas not oklahoma, I did oklahoma. Yeah. yes that's yeah. not out Okay. It's, West from here. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And from here, he, you're in Tennessee, right? I'm in Tennessee. I've wanted to live east of Kansas for years just so I could say, oh, out west. Out <laughs> well, now you've done it. I've done so, it. Good job. Good job. I love Tennessee. Tennessee is beautiful. It's just a freaking long state to drive across. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Always. You're always driving through Tennessee. There is no... Oh, few. We're out of Tennessee. Nope. More Tennessee. Yeah, I don't recommend driving in Tennessee. It's <laughs> it's the worst. Okay, so <laughs> I know I used you for your theology uh, knowledge last time, but mm-hmm. you are question mark a fan of the show. I am. So yeah. I think I got back into it. I think I only watched it probably when I used to just travel for work, and it was on. And I knew, you know, I knew Jared from, I'm a big Gilmore Girls fan. So, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think, um, um, I'm blanking on his name, of course, because I'm on the spot. Jensen. Um, Jensen. So he's the su- voice of Superman in, in some things. And there's mm-hmm. rumors he might be a Superman, like live action. Maybe they'll do like a multiverse stuff or something. Batman. Yeah, it was um, Batman, right? Batman, that's right, Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So he... So I'm big fans of Jared just because of Gilmore Girls. Anytime I was traveling and I didn't have cable, I would watch it and be like, oh, yeah, this is. It's that show lot. with the guys yeah. in, the, in the motel rooms. <laughs> and I'm in a hotel room watching them in a motel room. So, <laughs> That's um, the exact same way I got into it. The uh-huh. exact same way. So it works, obviously. So yeah, keep, keep paying for the reruns on CW, I guess. So 
Yeah. Is there even a CW anymore? I don't know. Uh, they're on T TNT. TNT. Or yes, they do like little mini marathons during the day on TNT. That's where they are housed now. Um, so did you watch, is it kind of just skipping around like whenever, catch it whenever you saw, like you didn't really right. have like a chronological storyline? Yeah, I would always wonder like how, I would kind of know I was in later seasons just by how long Jared's hair was yes. getting. <laughs> how, um, how long, how long his forehead was. <laughs> yeah. right. It's like if he still looked really young, like I was like, okay, so he's still doing both shows. Um, uh -huh. And then like the longer it would get, I'm like, okay, so obviously Gilmore Girls is over. Um, so just skipping around a lot. I don't think it was until I found out that Sammy was doing this podcast with you and I was like, well, I want to support a friend. So just kind of jump back in. And then I wouldn't say it fully sucked me in because there's <laughs> like, it's like any show, like there's lots of shows I like, there's lots of call outs done that I know Val's done on, Hey, I know them from <laughs> X-Files. I know them from from stargate and so like you, it's just kind of one of those comfort shows i think you guys talked about that recently like i don't want to learn a new show i like yeah, the yeah. shows i like uh -huh. so there's just there's a familiarity to it even though i'm not all the way in it so actually i'm so this is episode 21 of season four uh -huh. so this is this is i've started season where 20, episode 22 when we rewatched for this episode um so that's as, really as far as i've gotten chronologically so i don't know other than just like spoilers on the internet and gifts uh -huh. and memes and stuff, I don't uh -huh. actually know what's going to happen. So uh, I'm kind of along for the ride, which is kind of fun. Oh, that's good. Okay, fun. Well, what I have, this one had a commentary episode, oh. which I watched and took notes on. It was with Sarah Gamble and uh, Bob Singer, the writer and director of this episode. Nice. Lots of fun little juicy things that they talked about. Season four, episode 21, When the Levee Breaks. Dean and Bobby have something frightening locked in Bobby's panic room. Sam contaminated by demon blood. But as the apocalypse draws nearer, Bobby wants to free Sam to battle on their side. Written by Sarah Gamble and directed by Bobby Singer. Bob yeah. Singer, Robert Singer, not- Not Bobby. Not Jim Beaver, Bobby Singer. Not that Bobby, yeah. Uh, contaminated, huh? <laughs> it makes it sound like he got rolled in something. <laughs> So I, as I usually do, I have to look up the title of the show, When the Levee Breaks, which is pretty much a double entendre, of course, because, you know, when the levee breaks, everything's going to come flowing out. But it's um, a Led Zeppelin song, which I did not know. And I listened to it and I did not recognize it. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Your, your Alexa is talking. <laughs> oh, my <own. laughs> Not now, Siri. <laughs> Um, Alexa is really into uh, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but um, the song was originally written in 1929 by uh, Kansas Joe McCoy and Memphis Minnie about the uh, the levees breaking in um, Mississippi, the Great Mississippi Flood, which is to this day still the most devastating flood in the United States. And it's like all of the levees failed like it, for 30 days like oh. 30 days of, of flooding. So the, that's what the song is about when the levees, mm -hmm. when the levee breaks. Um, but then Led Zeppelin kind of got permission to cover the song, but um, but Kansas Joe and Memphis Minnie didn't get any royalties. They didn't oh, get anything from bitch. Led Zeppelin. So I was a little disappointed son to read that. They did get recognition. They just didn't get any uh, 
money for it. I'm, that's, uh, I'm just saying they didn't they didn't write they didn't full out steal it they had permission so boo on led zeppelin yeah um the song was also used in the closing credits of the big short did you guys see that movie no i um, didn't yeah steve corral movie right yes yes yeah. about when the housing market crashed oh. um it's oh it's so good it's okay i just the only reason i know it is i literally just watched it three nights ago with my parents and it was just one of those you know look at all the names because it's like brad pitt steve carell other big names that i can't remember right now is there cooper Um, bradley cooper's in it i think i don't remember there's a lot there's a lot there's There's a lot lot of big names and it was a really well done show but anyway closing credits and again the big levy the big levy when the levy breaks so it was a mashup. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I, just was, I, just, yes. I just was like, I was fascinated that it was just, I just watched that movie. And, oh, it was in that movie. So, you know, the full circle, mm-hmm, you know, the personal mm-hmm. touch. That's well, weird. I have a weird full circle about that, but later okay. and it's not as fun. Um, <laughs> you'll see why. <laughs> and of course, this is also just a dead giveaway that this is not going to be a fun feel good episode <laughs> you know, given no yeah, given given the title that brings us to then yes the then the recap it's the apocalypse it's anna it's mom it's uh sam as a baby as a, and then as a boy you know uh, sam saying i just want to be normal you know mm-hmm. which clearly he hasn't been in a long time it's also lucifer is going to break out of his cage it's dean saying if to Sam, if I didn't know you, I'd want to hunt you. And then Sam and his Jones in era of like, Ruby, I'm all out. I need it. And then the final lockup scene where they close the door on Sam, they shut him into the panic room. So that's, that's the then. There was a, yeah, there's a lot in the then. And and this is new too, right? Like the, the end of the episode, like showcasing what's going to happen? Uh, yeah, kind of. There's been m- at least one, maybe two, where they've done an official to be continued. Mm-hmm. It's really sneaky because it's yeah. like, hard enough not to go into the next episode on Netflix. But then when it has, like, I don't really know where one's ending. And then the recaps kind of help you like, well, maybe this is a flashback. So there's there's a lot happening up into this cage door shuts. Yeah, the yeah. previous episode, it ended with a uh, next, you know. Oh, yeah, that weird little that weird next of that didn't, what's happening in the next. Episode. I still don't know why they did that. I, I think I'm going to I'm going to say hands up for for you saying they just didn't have a long enough yeah, episode. Maybe. So they added to do a clip show at the end a of clip show. That's what it was. It was like a little mini clip show at the at the end of that episode. So so now we're in the now. Yeah. Um, Sam is in the panic room, still locked up. It's not a dream. He is, he is in there. And this, I want to say, there's some beautiful cinematography in of how they showcased him in this tiny little panic. Yeah, that room. little like red light above Sam and the blue light showering yes. Dean. Yeah, pretty on the nose, but still pretty. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then of course the the shadow of the fan. There's like one vent fan at the top at the in the ceiling. That's like not only bringing in what you think is minimal amount of outside air, but it's cutting the light that is coming in into the uh, into the dungeon dungeon <laughs> into the panic room. Well, kind of a dungeon, yeah. So yes, it's exactly. like it's, it is basically a dungeon. It's churning, and it's and you kind of hear the the whoosh whoosh of this churning fan. <clears throat> it's not going fast; it's just barely limping along to give minimal amount of comfort, unfortunately, to to Sam. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just thought that was really beautiful. 
Bob Singer, the director, he <laughs> kept saying throughout this whole commentary, he's like, man, this room was so small to work in. Yeah. You know, he had to be really creative about how to use the camera. And when he does these crane shots, sometimes <laughs> that's coming up, it couldn't use like a, a traditional crane. crane. He had to get like really creative about like using two pieces of something. And I don't know, he was using a lot of camera <laughs> directorial terms that I'm not familiar with. But Right. There's another shot later on in the episode that really showcases even though it's a teeny tiny room sam looks teeny tiny in it yeah because of how they shot it and it's, it's real when we get to it I'll, I'll mention it yeah but um so sam is alone in this room dean is on the outside on the other side of the door and flips open the little eye slot and sam is still trying to reason with dean this is like, I'm not a drug addict. This is the worst intervention ever. <laughs> you know? um, Whereas yeah, Dean's I, like, ah. Yeah, you said that on the last episode, you like, you called it an intervention. And then immediately that's what they're calling <laughs> what it. What they called it. Yeah. yeah. This isn't um, a drug addiction. It's clearly some sort of addiction. I mean, he's right. shaking and, and then just all of the stuff in this episode. I several times I'm like, is this a hallucination? Is this a memory? Is this real? Is this not like what's going on? Like just so much yeah. weird is stuff it going a, on. Is yeah. it a psychic moment? You know, we haven't seen his psychic powers in a long time, but you know, we just never know it, with, with Sam, what is actually reality. Um, I also love that Dean in this moment, even though he's being very serious, he's like, you know, if it smells like a duck, you say it's not addiction, <laughs> it smells yeah. like a duck. That, I wrote that down too. Smells like a duck. I was like, yes. Dean's, close. These <laughs> examples sometimes are just. Oh, yeah. just like he just mixes all of his metaphors it's together. Like, all those metaphors. It's like this. It's, kind of... <laughs> it's mixed, but not <laughs> not quite getting not there. Quite. But no, Charlie, you make a good point that it was really discombobulating the entire time, which I do think was on purpose, and they did a great job of doing, especially coming up. Um, after Dean like shuts the eye slot and goes upstairs, mm -hmm. you know, like, nope, you gotta, you know, you gotta get dry. You're gonna yeah. get a bench warming mm -hmm. seat on this apocalypse. Sucks to be you. Then Sam immediately starts to see these signs, like the ghosty signs of like the cold breath, the lights flickering on and off. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh my God, something's down here. And then he turns around and he sees Alistair and you're like, what? Yeah. And, and he's, and he's like full on Alistair. He's yeah. like, whatever am I going to do? Yeah. You know, it's like, it's the voice, it's the mannerisms, it's him. So I've been wanting to ask you guys about Alistair for a while. And I meant to ask Sammy about it months ago, like kind of yeah. when I got, as one, Alistair is our Stargate connection, by the way. Sorry, yes. Sammy. Um, Sorry. <laughs> from, at least from Stargate Atlantis. I Atlantis. think he's played, he played another role too earlier on. So he's kind of like on that X-Files thing where they just reuse people and hope that you don't notice. Um, but is Alistair doing, is like, is this actor doing like a Marlon Brando impression? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I think that's kind of what it was. So he's the third. He's the third. There was a pass by Alistair. Right. So there's yes. the first one who was very much like. The, yeah. He kind of started the voice, you know, mm -hmm. he kind of had this little lispy kind of thing going on. Yep. It wasn't quite as like gravelly. It wasn't quite like this, you know, but so then I think this, uh, Christopher Heyerdahl, Heyerdahl, Heyerdahl yeah. um, I think he took that and ran with it. He was like, I like that choice and I'm just mm -hmm. gonna really go with it. And when I first saw it, I was like, this is really, uh, I can't even get with this. But then the more I was forced to listen to it, the more I was like, okay, I, 
I'm enjoying it. I like yeah. this choice. <laughs> we so we kind of came yeah. full circle on it. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm similar because usually when I'm watching these, like I'm working, so I'm just having it on. Uh-huh. And so like actually getting to really focus on it and see how he delivers it. It's it's really it's so good, but it's so creepy. Like yeah. so polite. Because no. he doesn't make I excuses. Like, like, he oh. doesn't make yeah. yeah. He doesn't yeah. make excuses for it. Yeah. It's slightly effeminate, but it's also, I dare you to tell me. Yeah. I would that... say it particularly worked the last time we saw him, which I don't know. Did you see this episode where he um, is tortured by Dean for a long time mm-hmm. and then Sam ends up killing him? Kill, yeah. And okay. he kills host too, right? Like he doesn't. Oh, yeah. 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 He doesn't yeah. Demon They're burned to a like, crisp. Yep, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like crushed. Yeah. So it was during that episode, I think, that I was like, okay, this is where that voice really works. It just works. But I also understand that it's a pretty stark Godfather impression. You know, it's like, oh, he's just doing the Godfather. Right. But how many, well, I was going to say, how many current watchers of Supernatural are familiar with the Godfather? I think anybody who has not even seen the Godfather knows that that's the Godfather. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Because I, I saw, I started watching this show before I had ever seen The Godfather, and I knew that, I, that the was only, The Godfather. The only reason I'm skeptical is because we also just recently, uh, somebody asked about um, one of our, like, currently viral uh, videos, clips, is Dean saying, um, but you didn't shoot the deputy. So it's, uh, <laughs> you know, I shot the sheriff, but you didn't shoot the deputy, but you didn't kill the deputy. Um, and I've had people say, what is that from? And I'm like, oh, it, you know, it was first a Bob Marley song and then Eric Clapton covered Clapton, it. Yeah. And, and one of our viewers wrote back, I don't know either of them. So I guess I'll have to Google this. <laughs> and I'm, we're old. Yes, that's <laughs> the thing. So I said, you know, I, chances are, if you heard the song, you would recognize it. You'd be like, oh, it's that song. You may not know who sang it or who originated, but you would recognize it. But a part of me is like, I still automatically know who wrote it, who sang it, who, you know, so yes, I'm old. And it, it's nothing against the fan base. It's it's against me being old. It, it's a slam no, against me. It's not against anybody. Um, nothing wrong with getting old. <laughs> I have three pairs of glasses, Sammy, so getting old is hard. And this We're news the about same the age, life. Charlie. Shut up. <laughs> but my life experience, it just hurts. Everything hurts. But thank you for telling me it's okay that I'm old. I appreciate that. All right, so moving supernatural. on. Um, so Dean, I wanted to I wanted to mention that uh, in Sam and Dean still talking to each other in the uh, panic room, um, there's two very different points of view happening. Sam sees himself as self-sacrificing. He's drinking the blood of demons so he can become stronger to kill Lilith, even if it kills him or changes him. Whereas Dean sees it as a weakness. He sees Sam as weak because he can't, he can't exist without now. So mm-hmm. he sees him as an, as an addict, somebody who is jonesing, who can't exist without. He calls Ruby poison in this episode. Mm-hmm. He calls the Several demon times. blood poison. Like, mm-hmm. so he's clearly seeing, like you said, I think he's seeing uh, Sam as weakening himself Yeah. in his right. pursuits. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's no, see, that's, that's also slightly different that he's weakening himself, not that he's weak. And I think there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, I like your version of it better. I would like to think that Dean doesn't think Sam is weak, but that he has been weakened 
because of the path he's taking. We got to move on from this scene. Right. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Title splash. I, I do think it's funny that Bobby and, and Dean in this next scene, as, as he walks away from Sam's intervention, are pouring themselves drinks. Yes. So it's, right. it's funny that you're drinking at someone else's intervention. But Oh, my God, that is really poison. funny. <laughs> I never even thought of that. Yeah, and drinking hard. They're, yeah, they're it's not, not beer, beer, it's whiskey no. this time. Yeah. That is very funny. So um, I also like uh, <laughs> Bobby's sarcasm when Dean's like, are we doing the right thing? He's like, well, let me just check my, oh, wait. Oh, no wait. one wrote a manual on demon detoxing. Right. Idiot. Right. He didn't say idiot, but, but it, was it was implied. But at the same time, we're hearing Sam screaming. Yes, because he's being tortured by Alistair yeah. down there. But that's but it was like another little twist. You think he's actually there, and you know he's gutting him with the scalpel, and he does that weird like oh, I appreciate that. vivisection. Yes, and he's in that same torture chair. So somehow the torture chair got <laughs> in the. Yeah, the, the weird thing, yeah. with the, with the strap thing. to keep mm -hmm. the the demon from smoking out. So it's the same table that Ruby was strapped to, naked. By the way, still a little disappointed that Sam was not. I, naked, I but... can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, no equality in the show. But now we so. know. Yes. <laughs> but Sam wasn't actually there when she was being tortured. So how would he have known that she was naked? So right. And then we see like it, they do a quick little cut, and then you see oh. This is all a hallucination. He's going to see a lot more throughout this episode. Yeah. So Sam is like the camera cuts away and he's not actually strapped to that torture table. He's just in the cot, but he is in his mind. He is strapped to this table. So he's still screaming as if he's being vivisected by yeah. Alistair yeah. that he's, you know, being drawn and quartered. Um, and this was Sarah. She was like, I really wanted to see what it would look like detoxing from a supernatural drug mm. versus mm. a regular drug so like if you're in an iron room that the demon blood inside of him is like really like trying to escape yeah, yeah. like getting affected by it what would that do to you and i have not ever withdrawn from heroin or crack so i cannot personally say I, what the difference would yeah, be. <laughs> I, i'm gonna have to say i don't know mm. I'm an ex-cop, so I've seen some people yeah. in some pretty bad, pretty bad ways. And yeah, uh, I've seen and I know this, there's a lot of this looks vomiting worse. involved. This yeah. looks worse. Uh, the phone rings and it's Rufus. So great! I I love this call. I actually stopped it and went back so I could hear Bobby say it like three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that he says "some bitch," which is a total call out to um, um, Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason coined the phrase "some bitch," not "son of a bitch," but "some bitch." Oh, from Smoking the Bandit. Oh, yes. Smoking the Bandit. Nice. Yes. I thought first I went to Honeymooners, and I'm like, I don't think he ever said that in the Honeymooners. <laughs> zoom, some bitch. <laughs> to the moon, Alice. Some bitch. We were watching the HBO version, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so Bobby hangs up on Rufus. Suck dirt and die. Yes. <laughs> so like, what's going on? And Bobby's like, he knows. Rufus knows what he did, but it turns out that Rufus actually has some dire information. And the dire information is that the seals are breaking all over the place. Yes. Um, so, hold on. Sarah, what did she say? Let me find where it is. Sarah said she had like such a long, ridiculous list of seals here for him to just rattle off. With all the things they were wrong. so stupid. And oh. Eric Kripke's like, y you can't say these things. <laughs> this is dumb. So what they ended up being were 10 species go extinct all at the same time. A 15 man fishing crew gets uh, struck and blind uh, and a teacher kills 66 kids. 
Sarah wanted to do like nuns pull all their toes off um, <laughs> for the species extinction. She wanted very specific species of fish, just fish. Uh, the water in a river in a town in New York turned into the exact chemical composition of blood, not blood, but the exact chemical composition, which then would be blood, blood. which blood. would be too big. It would be too big for a river right. to turn into blood. And for people to not. But the nuns pulling off their toes, I thought was, was pretty, pretty spectacular. Funny. I think you'd have people go, wait, did she just say? <laughs> I don't know. A lot of nuns are pretty hardcore, so they might do that anyway. Maybe. So <laughs> I was really hoping that when Rufus called back, I was really hoping for a minute that they would insert some of that supernatural humor. And it was like someone calling to see if, if Bobby wanted to give to the local charity or just some oh innocent person God, calling. calling oh, yeah. Like, and then he just like cursed out somebody that was yeah. not Rufus. Yeah. So then Bobby tries to make the case for having a juiced up Sam in this fight he's like are you sure we should be detoxing him now like couldn't we wait I mean, <laughs> he's like the apocalypse being nigh and yes. all. <laughs> like he could be our our you know our loaded weapon and dean of course is completely against it yeah dean even calls him a nuclear like oh we should just unstrap him and let him be our nuclear weapon right right mm -hmm. so just this practicality that's kind of creeping in right which i had a, a note on later but just everybody's trying to be practical and I mean, even Dean's being practical, like it'd be better for him to be locked up than for him to be out. Sam wants to be out. It's practical for me to use the blood. Bobby's right. like, it's practical for bot for Sam to be out. Like there's a lot of reasons why we should use yeah. this evil for good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Evil for good. Which is also kind of what Sam, what Sam's argument has yeah. been this whole time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which comes up in a minute. Yeah. Speaking of Sam, <laughs> he wakes up and sees himself. As a kid, little Sam, yeah. <laughs> little Sam is there. And so he starts having a conversation with himself as a kid, but it's more him as kid is giving him a rasher of shit yeah. for all the decisions. <laughs> what he's did made. you do to us? Yes. It's like that you wanted us to be normal. I wanted to be normal, you know, and look at you now. Is this what, you know, Jess would have wanted? You know, she died because of you. If you hadn't I gone really hunting. I really liked that. Yeah. I mm -hmm. really liked the callback all the way to the because it's one thing to have the mom in it like because mm -hmm. she's a, a reoccurring character but just to go all the way back to the beginning of why sam is even in this at all is because mm -hmm. kind of what happened to jess right so just playing on all of his emotions and his reasoning for doing this in the first place and yeah. little sounds like you've lost your way yeah, yeah. and because he's the big sam is making excuses i mean he's not making excuses but he kind of is yeah f f to little sam he's like well you know tough titty basically like, yeah grow up kid <laughs> yeah grow life doesn't kid. turn out the way you want sometimes yeah which yeah you're not wrong yeah but then he comes around to well it's it's not my fault i can't escape it it's not it's not all my fault because it was done to me and in that moment little little sam is like yeah maybe you can't maybe yeah. you can't escape it blink blink and yellow eyes blinks his eyes and he's got yellow eyes and i my note was yellow eyes is so far gone from the storyline that seeing little sam blink and have demon yellow eyes it didn't hit me as as hard as it should have i think because mm -hmm. he's so far gone from the storyline yeah, yeah he hasn't really been yeah so it wasn't like ooh. yeah it was I was but like, eh. it was yellow eyes who did that to him in the I first place all, yeah. yes and i think there's a reason that he's shown here 
Okay. If you've seen the next episode. <laughs> which, okay. Which I have. Next but one, I or maybe it's the, or maybe it's the beginning of the fifth I, I didn't season. Watch the because I did. I I did not have any self control after <laughs> Sam gets locked up in the thing. I just said I um nope. We're going. Yeah. Pour another glass of wine. We're going to keep going. Yep. <laughs> it was at this point that I noticed, like when he was talking to little Sam, I didn't notice it before. Like when he's talking to Dean through the porthole and the door, like how after Sam went full, like interview with the vampire and went, has that blood all over his face. Like how did they not clean off his face? Like <laughs> there's still blood all over his face. Oh, like, was it's there? Not, it's not as bad as it was like when he came up out of that demon girl's neck. Uh-huh. But it, there's still remnants like all over like a, wow like it's because he did go right in i mean well, well he was in know, a car right they were in a car ride like, for hours, hours right yeah like, <laughs> but, but he pulls up like a flying j with blood all over his face <laughs> I, I honestly don't remember seeing it i didn't either well now i have to go back thanks charlie um so back upstairs dean and uh bobby are still you know not arguing but talking about what are they going to do and hey you know, if the apocalypse is here, where the hell are the angels? Yeah, where's your angel pals? Yeah, and uh, you're going to trust what the angels tell you over... Yeah, it's like, who do we trust? The angels or some demon bitch? Right. Like, that's kind of like the scale they have to, to weigh here. Right. And what I love here in this moment is Bobby has a truth. He says a truth, and it's something we, we all know, but it's nice to hear him say it out loud as a grown man. He's like, I love him as a son, you know, but maybe we love him... Mm-hmm. Too much, too much yeah. you know, that we're willing to let the apocalypse happen just to save yeah. Sam, or we're not letting him make his own decisions, mm-hmm. um, you know, because we love him so much. Even if it's, we think it's the wrong decision, it could be the right decision for Sam, so why aren't we letting him make those decisions? I have this thing, I think it's one of my draws to Supernatural, is that grown men who can show emotion, not as in a blubbering emotion, but can actually admit that as as men they have feelings for each other you know i love him like a son dean later says i would kill myself in an instant you know Mm -hmm. or you know i'd sacrifice myself Mm -hmm. in an instant to save sam it's like i appreciate those men having those emotions i appreciate that and i think supernatural does a good job in showing those relationships without ulterior motive to those relationships yeah, I thought um, the comment by Bobby was really good. Like it really honed in that, I mean, he helped raise Sam. He helped raise Dean. Like he helped train them, which later I have a comment on that seemed a little out of character for Bobby. But mm-hmm. this this really seemed to nail it home of this is a family that's going mm-hmm. through, like any other family with an addiction problem, only yeah. there's angels and demons and seals and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're used to that kind of thing. So this it's is so all par for the course, yeah. you know, basically. But now it's a it's a drug addiction. But yeah, you're right. This is, I think, a common conversation that any family would have when it comes to a, a drug addiction. Maybe on, you know, various emotional yeah. I, levels, but I'm sure there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of love. It's nice to see. It's a complicated. Thing. It's nice to see tough men, not just like, oh, blah, 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 you know, yeah. and brush it aside, but actually, you know, admit yeah. that there's strength in our relationship. Yeah. Back in the dungeon with Sam, his next hallucination is mom. I did not like mom in this. <laughs> I didn't either. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, like, I was like the ridiculous again. This stupid nightgown. I'm. I know. Yeah. I know why she's we, wearing Charlie, it. Charlie, we have a thing about this nightgown. I know why she's because wearing it. Because women don't 
wear yeah, nightgowns night like that. I don't but, know. Does your wife wear a nightgown? I don't want to say this if you. <laughs> like, like Sam, Sammy and I grew up not far from Lawrence, where <laughs> mom died, and yeah. I don't know any women in Lawrence <laughs> who have ever worn a nightgown like that. That was you know outside of like settler times or something. So. <laughs> It's like a little house on the prairie. It's kind of like, no. So, so the fact that she's back, she's wearing that, and she has the weeping, bloody wound mm -hmm. on her stomach, which as a child, he would not have seen. He was an right. infant. So, this image of her is for us. Yeah. This is how we saw her last before she exploded into flames on the ceiling. Um, so, now, I think I, in this Jess, moment. Now, Jess didn't have a wound like that, did she? She did. Okay, she so did. maybe he's I think combining so. the two, like his he memory. He might be or... his memory, and then like the memories that what, Dean what and, uh, and exactly, yeah. So it could have been a yeah. That's I just... probably what they told him. It was like this is how we last saw her. Oh, <laughs> it's something. just a ridiculous image. Oh, but he was in the nursery though, so maybe it is like a. But yeah, he, he was an infant. Powers, so. Oh yes? my god, you! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to buy it on this one. I. It's not him. It's for us. It's for us to recognize mom. She says something to him about their family, and she's like, when they're talking about hardships here, mm -hmm. and she says, you know, I come from a long line of hunters. Mm -hmm. Is that is that new information? Because I I know that I know that um, no. dad is a hunter and like ran with hunters, but I guess ah, I just missed that somehow. You did because there is an episode in the season where Cass takes Dean back in time, but he meets young young John Winchester who is completely oblivious about the hunting world, it was actually Mary, the mom, who came from uh, the hunting background. Yeah. Grandpa Mitch Pelegi from yes. the X-Files. Oh, okay. That I did know he was in X-Files, actually. <laughs> See, I, think I, I think I remember you guys talking about it on your episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I so, remember now. And as far as we know now, Mary never told John about hunting. And it wasn't until after she died, he went... He somehow found something out. I think he went to the psychic, uh, Missouri, Missouri, you know, the lovely mm -hmm. Missouri, um, who then she said something like, I peeled back the window, the blinds for him or something. She implied that she was the one who introduced him into this world. Okay, it's coming back she, a little bit now. Yeah, but he knew nothing about hunting prior to Mary's death. But but Mary <clears throat> is is playing, I think, a little bit of devil's advocate here because she's saying to Sam, Dean is wrong. You are strong. It's Dean who's weak. He's weak. Mm. Yeah. And our family is cursed, but you can turn this curse into a gift. So she's saying all the things that Sam wants to say to himself to justify mm -hmm. what he's doing. You know, and you use this gift for justice and not revenge. You right. know, it's like, yes. tell yourself what, whatever, whatever you need. Yeah. And now actually Sarah and uh, Bob actually both said that this is a classic addict making excuses for himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there is that kind of this devil and angel thing going on with young Sammy being like, no, this is wrong. But then Sam choosing the things that he wants to hear, which is mom, mom. being like, I'm so proud of right. you. And you know, Sarah played with a lot of things like maybe yellow eyes did actually show up like in these hallucinations, mm. like maybe yellow eyes was one of them. Maybe mom would actually chastise him for that. But then Kripke was the one who's like, no, let's let's make it so she's she's know, the like, one who's egging him on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she strokes his hair, you know, she's giving him the motherly attention that he never right. got from her because she died. Yeah. You and know? the drug, this blood is 
doing whatever it can to keep you under its mm -hmm. thumb and under its control. Yep. But there are there's there are moments where Sam questions, you know, he is vulnerable. What if what if it's stronger than me? What if Dean is right? You know, he has those questions, but then mom comes right back and is like, you know, Dean is weak. Dean is terrified. He doesn't understand. Um, and I want to say in these in this scene, Jared's acting phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal because he's confused. He's vulnerable. He's scared, but he wants to be strong. Mm -hmm. He wants to be making the right decisions, but he's being bombarded by all the doubts that everyone has about themselves, whether they're mm -hmm. an addict or not. Um, and I think Jared did a really good job in ping ponging between all of these emotions yeah. and just being overloaded by all of this. Mm -hmm. um, so I just want to you know, hit the applause button there. Yeah, um, yeah I really, so I really liked it. Like when he's talking to mom about, I know what you're going to say. You're disappointed that I'm a big fail. Like all of mm -hmm. these things, like you said, Val, like all of these things that we all think we all have mom and dad issues, even if we have a great relationship with them, but mm -hmm. I know you're disappointed. And then just to hear, no, like, yeah. right. Is it yeah. like, I, and for theologically, I kind of wrote the devil's in the details and like, like this advice, right? Like use this, you know, like use this curse to, to better for justice. Like that's exactly what he wanted to hear, but he probably couldn't hear it until he had really emptied himself and like, woe is me. And that's the perfect time as yeah. a drug addict or as anybody yep. dealing with even depression, like yeah. that's the perfect time to turn it around yep. and go and double back down on your, yep. your bad behavior. Cause you've got nothing well, else. Like he's, I did. He's, he's showing the pain. He's showing the guilt. He's showing the fear, you yeah, know, it's all really good. of I, that. You, you feel really it. Yeah, for sure. Good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sarah and Bob both said, Jared is so good at this kind of stuff. Um, and I do like, right, as the scene was exiting into the, the next one, some, one of them said, poor guy, if only he had a mom and she didn't end up in the ceiling or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like way to break the tension. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Typical writer yes. attitude. Yeah, when, when they keep going back and forth on all of these like hallucinations and memories, it's like, are they retconning the story or are they just adjusting it right now? so that yeah. you can see the character development happening and it's like you said at the beginning like I, it's very purposeful like mm -hmm. how much how discombobulating all of these scenes are but it, it's just constantly just churning this emotion positive and negative and sadness and grief and hope and despair like all of it just yeah it's a, re it's a really good episode sometimes they're a little cheesy I, yeah yes. yeah it's I, really knocks out of the park I, most of the, this mm -hmm. whole episode yeah. So one of the things I liked about how they transitioned out of each of these hallucinations is that Sam was confused every single time the, the hallucination ended because he was so invested that the hallucination was real that when it stopped, he was so like, wait, how, where'd you go? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. how did you leave the room so quickly? And I just thought that was so interesting that, that he was so confused because he was so into each and every hallucination. Mary even when young Sammy even says, yeah, you're hallucinating right now. Right. <laughs> he was still like, like, still like, what? And I think it, each hallucination gets worse for us too. Cause at first you're like, well, it's clearly who knows because we know Alistair's dead. Right. And then like, he's, crazy. he's, not he's a talking kid. himself <laughs> and mm -hmm. now he's talking to his dead mom. Maybe she's a ghost and yeah. like, they just keep building and, the one coming up soon is like, I didn't know what was going yeah. on. 
I didn't either. For a I didn't while. either until they showed it. Um, okay, so our next scene is Dean in the scrapyard, which, by the way, director Bob Singer was like, I was so fucking happy to be outside, finally. <laughs> out of that teeny tiny room. Yeah. That stupid fan. Yeah. Um, where Cass appears to Dean. I like Dean's line here to Cass, like, you just got ass reamed in heaven and you, like, didn't, <laughs> not explaining yourself or something right? like that. But the ass reamed in heaven was <laughs> mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> Very Dean. Yeah. I also like the, just the look that Cass gives him, like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. So Dean's been praying for Cass for hours and nothing. Um, and when so when Cass finally appears, and when he does finally show up, he's like, what what do you, what want, do you do? want yeah no it wasn't what do you want me to do it was what do you like what like i he had no time for dean this was such an inconvenience for him and not flippant but just i'm here because you prayed and that's what my job is as an angel is so Cass more of a dick than i think i've ever seen him be yeah i think dean even points that out yeah yeah but he's not there because he got ass-roomed in heaven and doesn't want to tell that story. He's there because of Sam. Like, Dean wants to know, is it true? Could Sam kill Lilith yeah. if we kept him going on his blood-drinking right. path? And Cancer's like, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> if he does, he needs, A, he needs so much of this demon blood that it's going to change him. It's going to change him irreversibly, and he'll be the monster that you would hunt and kill mm -hmm. the next thing you're gonna want to yeah kill oh so, the creature excuse me the creature i i just thought it was ironic to me that just a few seasons ago like dean is in hell as a torturer and now he's being asked in this scene to be god's handyman and work for the angels and take this you know high church oath and mm -hmm. just, and then sam is this you know, the golden child who's been separated from all of this growing up and is the one who's going to save everybody. And now he's the one that's on this yep. path, like just the inverse of the brothers and, mm -hmm. and, and who they're attracted to, too. Like, I, I liked that, that whole romantic interaction for, for Dean, like going after, because he was, because she was an angel, right? That, that he was interested oh, Anna, in. Oh, yeah, 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 Anna, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's yes. interested in an angel. Dean's interested in a demon. Like right. all of these mm -hmm. things just constantly mixing and the brothers taking turns being the, the bad guy and being the yeah. good guy. And... Mm -hmm. yep. The uh, the angels, what, what Cass says to Dean is that the angels believe that it's Dean and not Sam who can stop the apocalypse. Um, so Dean, are you up for it? But if you're up for it, that means you have to accept God and, you know, be not only his right hand, but you have to be able to work with, with the angels. Yeah, give himself wholly over to the service of God and to serve his will like he did his own father. And even Sarah here was like, there's Dean selling himself out. <laughs> he sees how much of a performing monkey he was yeah. with his father. To dad, yep. But he does it he does for it. Sam. I like that he says, yeah, I'll serve God and, and, and you guys. guys. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't. How many episodes was it into the show when they confronted this idea of God? And Dean is just like, yeah, demons are real and ghosts and all of these other things. But God is like, come on, Sammy. Okay. Not... And yeah, so now... there, there was the there actually was, was an episode. It was called, episode. I forgot what it was called, but it was season two. Yeah, it was when the statues, wasn't that when it Sam, was, it Sam was... started believing in angels? And yeah. Dean was like, no. Yeah, well, he had always been like a believer. He would yeah. pray and Dean laughed at him for praying. And it was the ghost of a preacher 
he thought he was an avenging angel is what he yeah the priest spirit thought he was an avenging angel and then and you know what's funny is the producing that Kripke and all of them at this point were like they were scared it's like are we gonna go too religious is this gonna piss people off (laughs) and he's like no 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 we're not doing anything else with like angels or god or anything (laughs) exactly (laughs) screech here we go yeah yeah so I think um, to answer your question, when it became, yes, it was real, was when we first saw Cass and Cass was like, I am an angel of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's when I would say Dean is confronted with the thought of God and angels for real and not as a bedtime story. Although I was always like, well, if hell exists in their world, right. he was living in hell for 40 years, why wouldn't God exist? Well, when I think too, it's coming on the heels of the last episode where we saw the toll that it took on what's what's the name of the man that Castillo is is in his body jimmy like, oh, jimmy jimmy yeah like jimmy doesn't want like he gives up prayer at the at the dinner table mm-hmm. before the demons show up at his house and just this huge toll of being, of being chosen yep. by god and then yeah. you know willingly Abandoned. chooses it so that he keeps his daughter out of the service of the Lord just because of how insane it is. So, I mean, Dean saw all of this Mm -hmm. and now Dean's like, yes, I'll do it. So again, like you said at the beginning, just whatever he's willing to do to save Sam, even willing to be God's or as I don't want to ruin it, but what what Bobby called, what Bobby says about being the angel's bitch, just perfect. (laughs) Like you're willing to do that right yeah. right yeah. and knowing what the cost actually is too right right so i want to point out another cool camera move mm-hmm. so in the junkyard scene have Cassa saying will you you know come mm-hmm. on board mm-hmm. you know dean says yes i'll do it now what and Cass says you wait and it's not like you'll wait it's like you wait we'll call on you and we'll use you but he says we wait and then the camera does this another overhead pullback shot mm-hmm. so and they're left just looking at each other and and waiting and a part of me went oh this is a classic blooper like moment <laughs> yeah because uh, yeah that's because totally what i, I would have done <laughs> i can't imagine that jensen would have let misha finish a scene without trying to kill him in it without trying to mess him up and i don't see i didn't see it in any of, any of the outtakes it's not i watched the gag reel the other day and it's not there that's not but i was like that would have been a perfect moment for Jensen to just get in Misha's face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they didn't, and it was a beautiful pullback shot. Yeah. So. so Sam, back in the panic room. Yes. Twitching. <laughs> Reading the weekly woodsman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he has all sorts of, but he looks at himself in the mirror and he starts, he's like twitching and he starts to see like black veins, like starting mm-hmm. to appear across his hands, across his face. And he's like, oh my God, you guys. Yeah. You know, this- they said that that was the visual effects people's idea was to, to do that like they came to sarah it's like oh i think we should do this oh, looked cool it i looked, love the looked... visual effects and how they like throw in their their, their little things yeah. like the cool like the one with mystery spot where they <laughs> decapitated <laughs> jensen with the piano <laughs> oh right i mean it was like you really had a like... i didn't see it until you pointed it out and i had to go back and watch it and she had to watch me go back and watch it <laughs> behind the scenes behind the scenes Next we see... Yeah, um, now there's like more um, Bobby and Dean about like, why are you trusting angels? So we don't have to trust a demon. Yeah. You know, why are you being the angel's bitch? You know? <laughs> but, but like, just all of this distrust. Like, I know we're going to... Like, there's a there's something about Ruby 
that makes you me not trust her. And I, it's not just because she's a demon. There's just something that she seems like she's hiding. And I, I can actually say that because I haven't gone yeah. further on. But just when he says, do you trust the angels? No, Bobby, I've never trusted them less. Mm-hmm. So there's like, I'm. it's kind of like what Bobby was saying. Maybe we should release Sam. Sam saying, maybe I should take the blood because it's practical to fight. Dean's practicality is maybe I should team up with the angels because this is yeah, the most practical yeah. thing to do. Like everybody's trying to be practical. Hmm. Yeah. And get information at least, you know, if you don't know, you know, keep your, what does it keep your enemies closer? But uh, during all this, the screaming in the basement. Wait, hold on. Pause. I I cannot believe that you missed this part. (laughs) Dean throws out and I don't know what it is. He does like the Star Trek line. It's like, this is like the politics of a Vulcan. Yeah, Vulcan something. They're like, they're like politicians from planet Vulcan. Guys, (laughs) stop writing that stuff down because I see your face every time I do it. So well, I, I just want to point out that right. Sarah was like, I almost took it out because it was so random. But then I realized that anytime Dean has a Star Trek reference, it's in one of my scripts. So I have effectively turned Dean into a Trekkie. Oh, <laughs> All right. That's amazing. Watching old episodes in the motel. But I, I thought that was I did love funny. Bobby's face when he because he, he does take a second. Star Trek, really? Yeah. He doesn't say it, but you see that on his face. Mm-hmm. Bobby is me. All right, I'm going back to it. I'm going to start bringing them up again. So after the Star Trek moment. um, It's gone quiet. It's gone quiet. So now they're like, okay, that's really something we need to worry about. Is that a little too much quiet? Is that what he says? Mm -hmm. So they run downstairs and they see Sam on the floor kind of twitching. And they're like, ah, he's faking. (laughs) And then from that moment, (laughs) Sam suddenly is like, teleported across the <laughs> yeah. room and slammed up against the wall and they're like okay not faking <laughs> that's not faking so they unlock the door and they run in they're able to rescue sam from the wall where he's just being tossed around by what um right. the supernatural version of a seizure <laughs> they're able to drag sam off the wall and down to the floor but he's still seizing so um dean whips off his belt and you know throws it into Sam's mouth to keep him from biting his tongue, which is what most people do is put something in a seizing person's mouth to keep them from biting their tongue. Um, and Bobby in the meantime is trying to, you know, snap, snap to Dean, like what, you know, we should, we should tie him down. And I just want to point out again, that Jared in this moment, when they have him down on the floor, he's like, his face is purple. He is, I mean, as a, as a performer, he's really struggling. And it actually made me scared because I, I have actor friends who say when they have to do these scenes, I think I've mentioned this before, that anytime you're doing a convulsion or, or a seizing scene or something like that, they have a specialist come in and teach you how to do it so you don't hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. And part of me was thinking, you know, if you, if you are stressing yourself so hard that you're turning your face purple, I'm like, that that's going a level that's that's it's, not it's commitment <laughs> yeah that, and that, that actually made me a little bit scared because he was he was really in it um i mean that's that's stressful on your body where yeah. you can you know you can pop blood vessels you can make yourself pass out but anyway my question about this whole scene was was even this part a hallucination because because i i i, I told Sammy, like I watched this episode maybe three times so I could be prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, and every single time I was like, okay, this is really happening. Okay. It's not happening. And the thing that I'm on the fence about is maybe Sam imagines that he has a, a, a seizure because that's when Dean comes in 
because mm. the next scene is him and Dean talking mm-hmm. and, and, and he's explaining, Hey, sorry, Sammy, we had to do it. So like maybe he was strapped down or, but he wasn't strapped down. Like he wasn't handcuffed before though. Right. He, he, he was, he was handcuffed before on the bed, before, like going through all of the, he's, he's no, handcuffed. Pri- prior to the seizure. He is he's not, not handcuffed. Okay. But so he that is would answer the question. After, but he is that part was after. real. Okay. Yes. 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 Okay. I would say that part was real. Yes. Um, and also since it, the, the, the camera or the, the viewpoint goes from Bobby and Dean above, you know, and mm. they come down and see him in that way. But I can't see why one would be confused or, you know, wondering if it was because, as you said, in this next scene, it's Dean talking to Sam in a very normal way. Dean is still alive. You know, Dean is in that house. There's an absolutely reasonable explanation why Dean would be in that room to Mm -hmm. talk to him. And each hallucination gets more believable, like more deep. And they finally get to that level in this conversation, which Mm -hmm. is, I think, Sam's greatest fear. And so, like, for me, I was like, maybe his mind imagined this seizure. Right. So that he could have this conversation with Dean and, and he's thinking it's a real conversation. Right. Uh, I think right. the but, seizure got him that, to this hallucination. That makes more sense I think now. That's yeah. What yes. Uh, Either way, something did happen where he was forced to be handcuffed, handcuffed. to the bed. A decision <laughs> Not was by made. himself. Yes, no. <laughs> a decision was made and he was handcuffed to the bed. My question was, and I looked this up and I couldn't find it, but when he's like being slammed against the wall, it's not just your typical, like, you know, slam slam the actor against the wall. He was like rolling mm-hmm. across the wall. And I, I wrote down, I was like, was this a gimbal set? But I didn't find anywhere, I couldn't look up anywhere, find any details on how they actually shot this, that they particular didn't even- scene. They didn't even say that on the commentary. They're so, just like, he did all his own stuff. <laughs> That's all yeah, so how do you roll yourself across a wall? That's, um, anyway, it's, I was a gimbal, but they didn't mention it. Anytime a, a show uses a gimbal set, they make a big to-do about the mechanics that go into it. So I guess it wasn't. I guess they just did some sort of cable. I don't think in that room it would have been possible, right? It was so small. Well, they would have had to build the room onto a, onto a gimbal. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so that they did I don't that. think they did that. <laughs> um, so in this Dean hallucination, which takes a while to realize that it's a hallucination, um, he first he's kind, he's like, sorry, man, we had to, like, the demon blood was flinging you everywhere, we had to strap you down. Mm-hmm. But then he kind of becomes an asshole. Dick, <laughs> Dick Dean? <laughs> Dick Dean. He's rubbing it in. Yes, very believable. I could still be Dean. Yeah, he mm-hmm. knows. He's rubbing it in Sam's face that God picked him. Mm-hmm. It's not Sam's job. It's, it's my job. It's my job. Yeah. I am God's favorite. He doesn't yeah. say those words exactly, but I think that's how Sam is taking it. Yeah. Um, it's my job to kill Lilith. It's my job, and you've all. And then he turns even dicker, more dickish, more dickier. Um, dickier. It's like, you've always felt different, haven't you? And it's not just because of our weird family. It's because you've always been a monster. A monster. And then it's just monster, monster, monster. You're a monster. You're yeah. a monster. Don't call me a monster. Yes. Um, but in the meantime, yeah. upstairs, Bobby and Dean <laughs> are still talking and that maybe this intervention is killing him. And we need to we need to stop killing him. But Dean is like, no, I'd rather him be dead. I'd rather this clean him and clear him than have him turn into something because at um, least he died by human right so yeah yes exactly it's a rough, it's a rough take it? so, to me it was kind of a good callback i know i'm going back an episode but when he 
is talking to Sam and he's like, do your, like, did you lose your mojo? Like, yeah. And yeah. you guys hit on this too. Like Dean is happy to let Sam be evil as long as it suits his interests and they win the day. But this is kind of a turning point. Like Dean is willing to let Sam die to not let him go back down this road anymore. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so something in Dean has, has shifted that he's no longer willing to use this weapon to no longer use this evil because it's going to take his brother and make him into a monster. And like that to me was like a big moment of this episode, like mm-hmm. seeing Dean's actual decision to, I'm, I'm we're not going to entertain that anymore. Like yeah. Bob, Bobby, this no more discussion, like he'll die, but at least he'll die human. He'll die my brother and not a monster. So yep. I, I thought that was really pretty powerful. Yes, I agree. I, I'm just looking at my notes. It just says, you're a monster, you're a monster, you're a monster. Yeah, there's a lot of monster. Because upstairs, Dean is like, I don't want him to be a monster. And then Vision Dean is like, you are a monster. monster. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're not even the same species, and you're nothing to me. And that's oh. kind of, that's what breaks Sam, and that's what broke me. And I know oh. it was a real Dean, but it was still like, oh. Yes. Because that's what Sam has been me. like hearing that whole time. Every time he's been hearing, you're a freak. Yeah. And, you know, you're poisoning yourself and you're being a monster what are you doing aligning yourself with the demon he's and and yeah and don't you say that to me which means that i think he was hearing john say that which is you know what he got from his dad you know not that you're a monster but that you're nothing yeah yeah um um sarah was like what a relief to finally write all of this monster stuff because this is what the storyline had been alluding to since season two, um, you know, Sam begging to be killed if he turns into a monster and dad's instruction to mm-hmm. Dean before he died to, you know, like, if he gets bad, you're you probably going to have to kill him. him. Yeah. But up until this point, it's kind of all been theoretical. It didn't go the speed that it was intended to because of the strike for season three. You know, I think they wanted to get to this point in season three, but, you know, God. Yeah. strike. Yeah. Um, so she's like, oh, thank God. We finally, like, it, it's out there now. <laughs> like, it's out of their mouths. It's, it's happening. <laughs> I, I alluded to this earlier in the scene where Sam is by himself, but hallucinating in the, uh, in the dungeon. He is a giant man, but he is sitting on this teeny tiny cot, mm-hmm. but he looks so small and so alone yeah. in this room. And it was one of those, like, high above shots that uh is that is that like a lens thing? so in your guys's expert opinion is that just the way the lens is coming off or just the distance because or did they get an oversized bed for a small I, room like i know i think i think practically everything was of size it's just that a jared is, is a tall man um mm-hmm. i just think that they used the height the what they had in the room they used um, because the camera wasn't so far away that he just looked like he was far away yeah. in the room. It just, because they chose- It was whatever type of shot, quote unquote crane shot they were yeah, using. That it just allowed, we could see the walls of the room and we could see how close they were to Sam with the devil's trap under him. It was just, nothing was big. It just was small, but even for a big man, he looked small and alone. Yeah in the room and it could have just been his posture because he was just sitting on the bed with his legs in front of him which was this defeated Mm -hmm. small posture and and i whatever effect they used whether it's lenses or whatever i don't think it was i think it was just the height of the room in a a cool uncrane Mm -hmm. shot that Mm -hmm. again with jared and his acting was 
phenomenal. Yeah. It was so alone in a teeny tiny room. Yeah. And then we transition because we're no longer in the small room because Sam is sitting there or laying there rather. And all of a sudden his cuffs pop open on his hands and his feet. The door unlocks. He says hello a couple of times before he says, fuck it, I'm bolting. You know? yeah. And we can hear like that slight high pitched noise. Like there's yeah. something supernatural happening here. Yeah, Obviously, it was that, that X-Files noise. It was, that, I, I made yeah. a note to be like that kind of like, <laughs> it's like a little yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello? Yeah, fuck it, I don't care, yep. I'm going. I'm out. And then we see a little shifty cast over off to the side. Yep, who watches Sam leave. Uh, and then like does the finger wave, I'm making something magically happen move. <laughs> Bob said, seems an odd use of his power since he's only about five feet from the door, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just shut it himself. Angels are lazy but, sometimes, yeah. But yeah. Totally they're so lazy. The door closes closes by itself and then locks by itself, except it's Cass who is like magically making it happen. <clears throat> so at a factory later, um, by the water on a dock, we see Cass kind of looking out over the water, lost in thought. Uh, and he turns to see Anna, who has you know whooshed in. Yeah, um, she's like, oh my God, I can't believe that you let Sam go. What were you thinking? Oh my God. But it turns out Cass has set her up. And then whoosh to, what what did they call the um, the demons in the previous episode? Like Oh, uh, stunt, stunt demon number stunt, three. Yes. <laughs> so like stunt angels two and three show yeah. up and grab Anna and then whoosh her away. Um, so she's gone in, yeah. a, in a flash of bright light. So we don't really know what happened. I'm assuming they just took her up to angel heaven. Up to that like re-education re place. Yes, or whatever. yes, exactly. To get an ass reaming of her own. Mm -hmm. um, and Cass doesn't seem at all moved by it. He's not like, oh gosh, Anna, geez, no, no. He's like, done. Check that off my list. He turns and goes back to looking out wistfully over the water. He also kind of doesn't look like anything brings him joy. Like he helps Sam yeah. get out. Nothing that didn't seem to bring him joy. Like mm. talking to Dean, getting Dean on God's side, that didn't bring him joy. Nope. Anna he, is going to go face judgment and hopefully get back on board on the program. That didn't bring him joy. Like everything, he just seems empty. Like he's yeah, just yeah. over all of this whole, like, yeah, we're going to stop the apocalypse, but. Sam, who hasn't made it very far outside in his weakened condition, is trying to steal a yeah, car. Yeah, he's trying to steal one of Bobby's cars, but because he sneaks past uh, some sleepy boys, like the, the Bobby and the, right. and the, and the, the, the um, drunken boys. Dean, they yeah. have been drinking, yeah. Yes. Tired. But Bobby is with it enough that he must have heard some 